0: This is Spin Control, a FiberCraft podcast by a joyful girl. Spin, turn a spinning wheel, make
1: me some of your magic thread.
0: Hello everybody, welcome to Spin Control episode 103, my Winter Heart. In this episode, uh, I'll chat with you a little bit about finding my winter heart. I've got some spinning, some knitting, and I'm all spun up about magazine subscriptions of all things. But of course, we will get this episode started with some updates. So since we last spoke, I have started my job. Um, not exactly sure what to say with it cuz I don't want to sound like a negative Nelly, right? Like I was looking for work for a really long time. I really like my job. What I don't like is someone controlling my hours 40 hours a week plus, you know, 30 minutes each direction travel to get there. I'm happy to be back to work. It's going to do a lot for me and my family, but it's definitely going to take like a longer transition period than I expected. It's, it's definitely been interesting. I do like the job. I like the people that I work with. I think I'm more than qualified to, you know, do a great job at this. So we will just have to see how this progresses over, you know, the next however long. Okay, so, but that's been a really hard transition. So I figured I would share the fact that I'm back, I like the job, and I'm still struggling a bit with transition. But And I'm really sure that everyone who works or gets a new job feels exactly the same way. So it's been a little tough. But to everyone who's in a similar situation, I so truly hope uh, my heart goes out to you because it's definitely not easy to make a big change like that. All right, what else? So Thanksgiving came and went. Uh It was really, really good. We had great food. My uh The boy did all the cooking. He smoked a turkey for us this year. It was really, really amazing. He was nervous because he had never smoked a turkey before. Like, so nervous that he bought an extra ham just in case. Like, something that only required heating up just in case the turkey failed. But it didn't. It was delicious and wonderful. Uh, we had friends over over the past. So I haven't recorded it in like three weeks. And since I last recorded, I've had a substantial amount of visitors. One, my eldest daughter came home to visit for Thanksgiving. And that was great to have like the whole family together. And we did a lot of stuff that, you know, was reminiscent of when they were kids. So that was pretty great. I also had two friends end up coming and spending a little bit of time with us, which was totally unexpected. My friend Tanya from Maryland really needed a break. She was making these big plans to take a week off in November. And like her big plans fell through kind of at the last minute. And she's like, Hey, I've got this time off. I need a break. Do you care if I come and stay with you guys for a week? So she like dropped of a hat came out and stayed with us, which was really good. Unfortunately, like it was the second week after I started work. So I wasn't able to spend as much time as I would have liked to with her. But it was really good for her because she got like a whole week of quiet time where no one was, you know, vying for her time. You know, no one was pulling her either direction. She just, she got to watch crappy TV, hang out in her pajamas and knit. And she really had lost her knitting mojo. But like her first day back, took her to knit group. She also got to see local yarn store. So like, I think it kind of helped her find her mojo again, which is great. I was really happy to be able to spend that time with her. And, you know, help her out that way. And then here's one for you. Randomly, my friend Jose from Maryland was driving from maryland to southern california to drop off a truck for his dad and decided to stop over here for a night like on his truck so that was pretty cool we really enjoyed seeing people we hadn't seen in a while and had a great time so that's really all i've got in updates so i guess it's time to get this podcast started In this edition of Spin a Tale, I just want to chat with you guys a little bit about finding my winter heart. So not everyone likes all kinds of weather. I don't mind winter, unlike some of the other people in my family. One, I enjoy cold weather adventures, both inside my house and outside my house. The boy gets a little stir crazy like when we get trapped in the house. For example, yesterday when I woke up and went to Nick group, It was like 50 degrees. And then the wind started to pick up. And I was at Nick Group for like three hours. And on my way home, the temperature had dropped 20 degrees. So it went from, in a matter of like three, three and a half hours, it went from 50 degrees outside to 30 degrees outside. And the wind was kicking. And then it started to snow. And then we had like a little mini blizzard. (laughs) The power went out. We weren't sure if we were going to have heat. And you know what? It didn't bother me at all to be trapped in the house. Because I have things to do in my house and I love it. So that's cool. And then it's so beautiful out here when everything is blanketed in snow and it makes me very happy. And then we also get to go do fun outdoorsy things like two weekends in a row, we went to Breckenridge, Colorado and went snowboarding already. Like the seasons kicked off There's so much more snow up there than there was last year at this time and it's pretty fantastic and we enjoy it. So we really are doing our very best to take advantage of everything that Colorado has to offer and I for one am super happy whether or not we're trapped in the house or we're off gallivanting in the snow and that's all I've got. It's been a tale. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. So I have been relatively productive, even though we've had a lot of adventures going on over the last couple weeks, which is cool. So I finished spinning the bullseye bump and plying, but I haven't posted any pictures of it or done anything like that because I technically don't consider myself finished because I have yet to set the yarn. So I don't really know what it looks like, don't really know what the gauge is gonna be or anything like that because I haven't set it. So I will get that done as soon as I can so that I can share it with everybody. So when it comes to spinning, I am getting ready to finish up other projects that I have in progress, just like, so the last two were things that I had started but hadn't actually finished. When I moved, most of my wheels had, you know, some kind of fiber already in the works on them, like there was in the middle of stuff, right? So what I'm doing now is trying to finish those things up, free up my wheels so that I can start down new adventures because Lord knows I have a whole lot of um what do i have i have a whole lot of fiber in my stash to spin that is you know just going hey we're ready for you to spin us so get over here yeah so that's kind of where i'm at right okay so what do i have in the works the next thing that i plan to take on is some fiber that i got like hmm, four years ago and i started it almost immediately but then I kind of got distracted and didn't do anything with it. I have four ounces of Olympia fiber from Luna Bud Knits in the colorway Tardis. So it's blue and white, and it's mostly wool, 60% merino, and uh, 40% bamboo. So that's, it's really luxurious and wonderful. And I am spinning that on my mini spinner and totally dig it, but... I'm just working my way through the projects to free up the wheels. So that's the next thing I'm moving on to after I you know, finally got that bump complete and off of bobbins. So what else do I have in the works in terms of spinning? So I've been trying to convince myself that I need to spend 15 minutes a day at least on the dreaded fleece. The dreaded fleece is the first fleece I ever got and I still haven't finished the darn thing and I feel like I never will. You know, we have a very love-hate relationship, but someday it will be a sweater. But no time soon. All right. So when I traveled from Maryland to Colorado, I left one of my wheels behind. So that wheel ended up in the safekeeping of my friend Jose, who just drove by. So he hand delivered my Sequoia wheel that had been in Maryland since, well, more than a year, like since last October. And he, I asked him, so he drove all that distance with his cousin. And I'm like, well, if your cousin is riding shotgun, where is the wheel sitting? Because you know, I would have put it in a seat with seatbelt, right? To keep it safe and keep my eyes on it the entire time it was traveling. Yeah, not so much. So what he did was he wrapped it in like plastic wrap wrapping material and used a bunch of like old paper and stuff like that. So he could put it in the bed of its truck. And if it moved around, it wouldn't get beat up. Unfortunately, he wrapped it a little too tight and he mm, snapped my flyer, which is so super sad because I've I'm really ready to work on the project that's on that because that that one is like super luxurious. So I have a bobbin about three quarters of the way full on my sequoia wheel of this amazing yak and silk that I got at Maryland Sheep and Wool a few years ago. And I would love to be able to work on that project, but I have to wait until my flyer is fixed. So thankfully he is the son of a carpenter, worked as a carpenter's apprentice for a really, really, really long time. He's now kind of a, well, He does professionally, he does a lot of major commercial projects in heating and air conditioning, like huge buildings. He's like foreman for that kind of project. But he also does a lot of general contracting, knows a lot about wood, and supposedly he's already fixed the flyer. He feels confident that his fix will hold. He has faith in his repair. So we will have to see how that goes. I really, he's nervous about shipping it to me because he's afraid it's gonna get broken again. I'm like, dude, just send it, okay? What I would do is I would get a small box that kinda fitted just about perfectly, and I'd wrap the darn thing in paper towels, pad it with paper towels and um, bubble wrap, and it would be done. i just throw it in a box and throw caution to the wind and send it along, but he's too nervous to do that. So I really wanna spend that yak and silk, but I can't really do that until I get my flyer back. So, keep your fingers crossed that before the next episode, I actually have that flyer. That'll be cool. Even though that project is like third in line from what I'm doing now. Hmm. So, that's all I have in spinning, in knitting. So, I finished the sample of my pattern, Light Ash. And I started, and I'm about halfway through the follow up pattern to that, which is called Ash. And I'm really enjoying it. So, if you recall, I knit light ash out of, I'm looking up the farm name because I can't remember these things. I knit light ash out of Missy Mountain Farm Prime Alpaca DK and that was so super lovely. I used one skein out of the two skeins that I had in my stash and it was perfect. So it ended up being the perfect size. So that was about 665 yards that I ended up knitting into that shawl. It's a triangle shawl knit on the bias. And then what else? so the next version ash brooks farms yarn Massacero, and i'm using two skeins of that which is about 800 yards and it is super lovely the color is black but it looks more like a kettle dye. however so if you just look at a strand of this yarn kind of you know just pick it up and look at it the yarn strand looks like it is a cabled yarn but it's not it's just the way that it was dyed like instead of dyeing a yarn base i believe this was a fiber base dyed kettle dyed and then spun into i think it's a four ply it's lovely but when you look at it first it looks cabled And then the smooth fabric that you get, it could totally be a cabled yarn, but it's not. It's like a four-ply. It's lovely. I am thoroughly enjoying it. It's so squishy and soft. It is 55% wool, 30% silk, and then 15% viscous. It's lovely, and I would totally recommend it to anybody. And thankfully, like, it's not discontinued, and I think... If I had the opportunity, I might get more of this and maybe make a sweater out of it. It's fantastic. So the first shawl was very light and delicate and you know, a really nice like accent piece. And I'm hoping that the second one with the 800 yards and the additional weight is more like a blanket, cuddle up kind of shawl. So I'm pretty happy about that, we'll see. But that's more than halfway done. And so my Knit Girls have it out for testing and we will see what comes back in the results. It's not a super difficult knit, and it shouldn't take very long for me to get that published. And I'm excited about that, cool. What else? Okay, so mostly what I've been doing in crafting, besides knitting those two samples, is plotting my future. So we are exactly one month from Christmas day. I have some hand knit decorations that I use around the holidays, and I'm pretty excited about putting out my, I have an advent calendar calendar that is made out of felted trees, which is really cool, and I love it. And my daughters love it too because they get, you know, all the odd days itty bitty gets because she was born on an odd day of the month, and all of the even days uh bird gets because she was born on an even day of the month. So they know exactly, you know, which countdown day is theirs. So they get pretty excited. You know, and I put usually it's candy or gum or who knows what underneath them and they find great joy and so do I. So I've been contemplating and plotting doing like I want to knit little tiny mittens and use them as garland like on my mantle and I've been wanting to do that for a few years and now that I've got like a whole 30 days I think I could knit eight to ten little tiny mittens to use on my mantle. So that's something I totally want to cast on as soon as I finish Ash that'll be great. And I don't think it'll take me very long. I mean, if I do one a day for 10 days, it shouldn't take very long at all. I mean, tiny mittens, probably an inch and a half wide by three inches. And there are several patterns out there. And I think I just want to find a basic pattern in a mitten shape that I like, and then maybe do some You know, hand-stitched embroidery on top of a few of them. Like maybe put a snowflake on one, that kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to that. That's one of the things I'm plotting. In addition, I need to make some self-striping socks. I've also been wanting to do that for a while. Just some plain Jane self-striping socks. I have plenty of self-striping yarn in my stash and i think that everyone in my family needs stripe socks so that is a next take on and hopefully i get something like that cast on soon and then we're good so the only other thing i have in knitting is i actually have two unfinished objects right so the two ufos that i have one the eco vest that i just cast on the tiny little band of and didn't do much more i didn't feel like cabling this whole finding my winter heart thing though being trapped in the house is going to give me more time, I think, to actually feel like I can take on some cable repeats so that I should find great deal of joy in. And then I have, let me see if I can find it, The Fir Trees Cowl by marley bird that i cast on in 2015 and then i kind of sat it down and never went back to it it takes a little bit more concentration that's not something i can do at knit group i could totally do self striping socks at knit group but i can't do this it's a lovely little cowl and i'm knitting it in bayou spun by bayou basin ranch seraphim and that what is fiber content that is 95 percent angora and 5% viscose so it's wonderful to the touch to the hand it's knitting up really really well i just had a little trouble with the um with the pattern so i had to place markers differently than i think were recommended in the pattern in order for me to do it but because i used fewer markers i actually need a little bit more concentration time to not screw that pattern up it's lovely and i can't wait for it to be finished so i can wear it so i should probably get back to that very, very soon. All right. I've been talking forever, it feels like, about crafting, which is great. So I've got a lot going on, a lot in the works, and we'll just have to see how this whole winter locked in the house thing contributes to my successful crafting. In this episode, I am all spun up about magazine subscription. I know, seems kind of silly for that to be the thing to be, you know, all spun up about. However, before we moved and left Maryland, I let all of my magazine subscriptions lapse because I knew I'd be moving. And I know that the United States Postal Service, and usually magazine owners do a really horrible job of subscribing or changing your address on a magazine subscription. I decided to let them lapse and then start over when we moved out here. However, I felt way too guilty to subscribe to magazines. But now that I have a big girl job, I have no mom guilt about spending a little bit of money on magazine subscriptions. Of course, I'm still cheap and I'm gonna to try to find the best deal possible in some of these. We'll see how it goes. But I have three mainstay magazines that I typically subscribe to. I've subscribed to a greater deal over the years, but these three I seem to, you know, really have been happy with over the years. One, I like Interweave's Knit Scene. Two, I like Interweave Spinoff. And three, I have always wanted to subscribe to Ply Magazine, but I don't know why I never have. And then there's a fourth magazine that I probably will never, ever subscribe to, but I totally love, and that is Knitters Magazine from Europe. Love it. It's so beautiful, but I've never knit a single thing out of it, and I've bought a million, million of them at bookstores but I just can't do it but I do typically use like an online reader app to get access to those that I won't subscribe to but I'm really excited about starting subscriptions again I know that's silly and if anyone else has like some new magazine and I may not be aware of or has tried something that I'm not familiar with that they think would be a great subscription to try or at least a magazine to pick up and take a flip through let me know I would love to hear about it and that's what has me all spun up. It looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thank you all so much for tuning in to hear about my winter adventures. And I hope that I have a lot more, you know, fun and folly to share with you as, you know, the weeks go on. Because Lord knows the weather around here is a little unpredictable. So this week it's definitely supposed to get up into the 50s. And last night we had like that mini blizzard. So I find that pretty hilarious. Anyway, thank you all again for tuning in. I hope to hear from some of you with your recommendations on magazines, on, you know, whatever medium you choose to be the best. And I'm going to lead out this episode with the song Hello My Old Heart by the Oh Hellos. The song makes me happy. And I figured it goes along with the theme pretty well. All right, guys. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlmits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl. Or follow me on Instagram as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon.
1: still there inside my chest i've been so worried you've been so still barely beating my own heart. It's been so long since I've given you away. Every day I add another stone to the walls i built around you to keep you safe. So never find the answers Until you set your old heart free Until you set your old heart free.